Tell us more about your thoughts on penises. <laughs> Have you been waiting yes. to do that? <laughs> Hello! Hi! And welcome to the unknown subject, a Criminal Minds podcast. Um, we're not going to talk about penises today. No. Um, but, you know, that's just a little bit of an insight into the conversation that happens between episodes. <laughs> Let's just say that both Kelsey and I have sung renditions of Dick in a Box. Yeah. <laughs> a lot over the past, I'd say, month. I feel like it comes up month? again and again. When, when talking about this episode that we're going to record? No. Or just in general? Just in general. I think we sang it in a previous episode of the podcast about something else. Maybe. It is one <laughs> Maybe. of... Maybe. <laughs> it is one of those kind of like cultural things that just kind of... It's in the zeitgeist. Yeah, it just pops up from time to time. uh, Just show off my knowledge of the word zeitgeist. But speaking of boxes, we're going to watch a very special episode episode of Criminal Minds today. Season 2, Episode 7, North Mammon. Now, those of you who maybe have seen this uh, episode before um, will have some insight perhaps into why this is Kelly's trigger episode. We'll talk about it more at the end. We absolutely will because it's very triggering. She has such strong feelings about this episode. It's already freaking her out. It is. I, she was like. <laughs> I'm like downing this white claw in preparation. I've, I've already had to tell her to breathe through it. Yeah. So I can only imagine what her reactions are going to be. Is this the... F- I assume this is the first time that you've seen this episode since you watched it the first time. Yeah, and I hope it to be the last time I ever watch it. <laughs> <laughs> she feels so I strongly. will watch it for you guys, and that's it. I, on the other hand, am generally unimpressed by this episode it's not that i'm impressed by it i know but it freaks you out it does not freak me out yeah because kelsey has no soul i no (laughs) that has nothing to do with it i know Um, it's just not your trigger like it is mine my trigger um anyway so we'll have a lot to say at the end of this episode i can only imagine the reactions that we're gonna get out of kelly while we do this um so let's not delay it any further let's let's do this I can see by the look on Cassie's face that she's excited. <laughs> I do want to mention at the top, because yeah. I think this episode's premiering. It's It might be the last episode before we take our holiday hiatus. We should have looked at it before. We should have. But just so you guys know, we will be taking the weeks of Christmas and New Year's off. Yeah. Um, We both go away for Christmas and have other things we'd like to do. And we're sure you don't want to listen to. No, I think we're going to have one more. Okay, well, anyway, here's a little... Anyway, this is a, this is a fair warning. Fair warning. Um, that at the end of December, we'll be taking a couple of weeks off. Right. And then... Because let's be realistic. Wednesday, like Christmas... You don't want to listen to us. New Year's Day, Wednesday. You don't want to listen to us. You guys have better things to do. Also, I will be in Europe. Yeah, she's going to be gone. I'm going to be in Chicago for Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. everybody... Like, go do something jolly. Go do something jolly. Do something jolly. Do something festive. Don't listen to us talk or about murderers. Just do whatever you do at the holidays. Yeah. You know, I don't think you have to be Christian to appreciate True. a festive time of year. Absolutely. Um, certainly on New Year's. That has nothing to do with Certainly on anything. New Year's. I will say I hate New Year's, but we can discuss that more in next week's episode. Yeah, we can talk about how I used to have to get dressed up as the New Year's baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
teaser. Teaser. Um, so anyway, let's do this because I'm excited. I really cannot wait to watch this episode. Um, this is it. Season two, episode seven, North Mammon, a.k.a. Kelly's Trigger episode. Let's do this. All right. I'm hitting play <laughs> in three, two, one, go. All right, we open on Cricket in North Tripping. Mammon, Pennsylvania. Now, have we determined that this is a real or a fake place? It's fake. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be not around. It's supposed though. to be a, a suburb of Pittsburgh. Um, okay. but as a lifelong Pittsburgher, I can tell you it's not. So we're coming up on a high school. It's like a pep rally. Oh, it's bonfire. a bonfire. Um, everybody's Lots real excited. Of cheering. I would love to be an extra in this episode. Yeah. The team is 13 to 0. Everybody's so excited. There's Everybody so many old so people there. Excited. So the coach is up there doing his like exciting speech, his inspiring speech with his football players. All right. This is devil's football. Yep. And the fight. Life and death hang in the balance. Wow. Way to take yourself so seriously. <laughs> A little foreshadowing. Way to just like put pressure on teenagers that they don't need. Right. Um, All right, we are cut to three teenage girls driving in a car, and they're like same speech he gives every year, and they're just driving away. Mm-hmm. They're unimpressed by the pep rally, and they're like, "You hate football." Oh, her and brother's, her on, brother's the team. on the team. One of the girls' brothers She's on the like, team. She's like, "You hate your brother." Yep. Um. So we've got a blonde, curly-haired girl, a straight-haired cur- blonde girl, <laughs> straight-haired curly girl. Yeah, a straight-haired blonde girl, and then a brunette in the back. That's why I'm going to delineate them right now because I cannot remember their names. Well, so curly haired girl is coughing. She's and also she's driving. driving. And they're like, oh, are you sick? And she's like, nah, it's not going to kill me. Foreshadowing. Jesus. <laughs> this is heavy. <laughs> I love oh, it. thank your daddy for leaving us the house all weekend. Ew. So they're never. Return to our distaste for the word daddy. We were just talking about this at work the other day. Um, so they're going to have you. a slumber party. They've it, got a pizza. Do they? Where'd you see the pizza? The chick in the back. Oh, she's got a... It's not a big it's pizza. Not a big, it's not a big enough pizza for three people. No, that's a one-person pizza. I can eat that pizza. pizza myself. Oh, one's Polly. name is Polly. A uh, brunette like, girl is Polly. Go on, I'll be right in. She's pulling back the trash. Yep. So curly-haired blonde girl. It's her house. She's taking the trash to the back. And she's going and in the going back into door. the back door. Oh! And she's snatched. She just got snatched by, like, one of those things that you use to, like, catch an alligator. Or, like, a dog catcher. Or a dog catcher. Alligator, dog, whatever. Not to dog, catch a dog whatever. catcher, but a dog catcher is to catch a dog. So her friends go inside, and um, they have no idea that she's been snatched. They immediately turn on the TV. This straight-haired... Where's the other one? Straight-haired blonde girl goes and turns the TV on. She's wearing a soccer uniform. And... And Polly has just decided to take a shower... In her friend's house. And someone, she turns off the water, pulls and, back the thing. Uh, and straight-haired blonde girl, Brooke. Brooke and Kelly. That's another that, thing. The one's name is my name. Oh, my God. Okay. So they've been <gasps> snatched. <gasps> and now they're in what I would describe as a bunker. Yes, it's that's like, such a bunker. It's like cinder block walls. They're, he took their clothes off. Well, they're not well, naked. They're wearing no. shorts and tank tops and no shoes. It's very clear that they're cold. And he's like, they called me us by name. Like, how does he know us? They know he knows our names. Like, and they're all freaking out. And oh my God. they're panicking, obviously. <laughs> and um, Ew, he's, he's watching. Yeah, them. he's watching through a peephole. And Ke- I can never remember which one is which. I can't either. 
So, Two of them have curly hair. Yeah. The so one... the blonde-haired, um, curly-haired girl is like, if he comes back, we have to fight. And the other they girl's like, yes. can't take all three of us. That's like the logic behind Storm Area 51. They can't, <laughs> they can't fight us but all. But curly-haired girl, blonde girl, is still coughing. She's having a coughing fit. And he, they say, what do you want? And he says, to choose. And he's staring and at them. they see him through like the grates of a fan. Yeah. And they're just staring they at him like, what the crying. fuck? And are crying. And they're like, they're choose like, what? Choose what? Their mascara. Two of you will leave this room alive. It's and one, one of, of you, you will, will die. die. That's and it. they are freaking out now. They're crying, and he says, "You, you choose." choose. <laughs> <laughs> Fade to black. <laughs> into into the intro we go. And so, the intro. <laughs> hold on. There's so many layers of this that freak Kelly out. One, one of the characters' name is Kelly. Two, it is supposed to happen right outside of Pittsburgh, which is where which we is live. where I live. Three, they've been put in this bunker and been given an ultimatum that is truly life or death. The ultimato, and it's just too much for Kelly to handle. It is. Oh my god! And Elle is gone from the intro. It's new credits, new intro because the color of like the block at the beginning is yeah. more red than orange, yep. and that's a change. All right, so we're opening at the BAU. <laughs> JJ is walking up to the elevator. And she says, to greet Mrs. a woman Holmes named Mrs. Felt? Holmesfeld. And she Holmesfeld. says, thank you for seeing me. And JJ was like, oh, Miles oh. said it was an emergency. And Mrs. Holmesfeld. Oh, there's JJ in her soccer uniform. Yeah, she hands her a picture of JJ when she was in high school. And, she and she's says, like, I don't know. Okay, this is Polly's mom. Yes. And she's like, my daughter Polly, she got a scholarship to Penn State. She's Boo, a really Penn good State. kid. And I JJ's, went to Pitt, guys. JJ's like, why Why are you talking to me about this? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And she says, no one is looking for them. That's insane. What? That no one's looking for them. Oh, yeah. And so she shows her a picture of Polly and both of her blonde friends. And it, it very much mirrors the photo of JJ and her two yep. friends. And JJ's like, they're missing? And Polly's mom is like, yes. And, like, shows her... Um, Oh, shows a she has a newspaper clipping of one of the gr- the girls from the Fisher the girl from the Fisher King episode. Oh yeah, um, that JJ and the team found, and she's like, "You found this girl, like you have to help me find Polly." Yeah, and the whole reason that they got hooked up is um, apparently JJ's aunt knows this woman. Yeah, and so, so she, this like, put is them in contact. We basically understand that this is in JJ's hometown. Yes, um, or nearby her hometown, not necessarily yeah. her hometown. But well, she says she played plays soccer for North Mammon too. Oh, okay. So we assume JJ so, played soccer for Okay, curly-haired girl is Brooke. Remember that. Which curly-haired Blonde. girl? Blonde right. curly-haired girl is Brooke. Blonde straight-haired girl is Kelly. Curly-haired brunette is Polly. You can remember the blonde straight-haired girl is Kelly because what Kelly I'm a blonde like. straight-haired Correct. girl. So JJ is showing like just like footage of these girls like playing soccer yeah, together. Yeah, and they just won. To the team. I don't know. The um, one's the goalie. Oh. And so what happened was that the... F- Family got a note, a message on the message machine um, from the Kelly. Sorry, a voicemail from Kelly <laughs> saying that she, Brooke, and Polly were going on a road trip for a few days to have one last venture oh, before that's graduation. Why, that's why no one's looking that's for them. That's why no one is looking for them. And she says, love you, bye. Click. And so each of the girls left a voicemail like that on their parents' machine. It was the exact it's same. exactly the same word for word. Ooh, Garcia's around the table now. Yeah, she's really been brought up because well, Elle's gone. Elle's so gone. the chair right. is empty. We need some more estrogen in the room. Yep. Here's Garcia. Yep. Um, so Garcia says she's going to tap into their phones in case they get turned back on. 
But Morgan is, of course, playing, like, typical Morgan devil's advocate where he's like, hey, I remember being a senior in high school. Like, maybe they did just go on a trip. And JJ's like, no. She's like, this is, that is She not has possible. a scholarship to Penn State. And she was like, I was a high school athlete, just like these girls. I know how seriously they take it. They would not just run off. I was. So these this girls, is, they don't do anything. Yep. This is very to jeopardize much. jeopardize that's a Fulbright scholarship. That's what? not a soccer scholarship. No, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> Um, Someone who did not go to college Clearly this is JJ's like star episode Like this is her episode where she is the one That is the most involved She is the one that is like like, very emotionally triggered by this Finally we get it Like from her like she is up She is a main character Yep, And she is here She she is is not playing She's not playing Um, So Gideon gives them a two day deadline To find these girls Yep and so JJ's like, wait, are we going to do this? Like, are we really taking this case? And Hachi and they do. just nod at each other. Wheels, Wheels up, up in 30. 30. Yes. I'm some popcorn. I'm sorry if you can hear it. Ah. That's the bag. All right. We go back to Mama. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Mama last name, Mrs. but I don't Holmesfeld. know it. Rumsfeld. So is this woman just going to stay at the BAU this whole I time? guess. Ooh, okay. legendary basketball coach is the So quote. we're at the house where they were abducted from. In North Mammon. In North Mammon. And we just meet Sergeant Sykes. Tom, if you want. He's our local cop. He is. And he has a bald no guy. distinguishing features. <laughs> He's just a bald guy. Yeah. Um, and typically he says what they all say, which is nothing like this happens around here. Yeah, we literally just got that in the last episode. Yep. Um, and they say that nothing looks out of place in the house. Um, nothing looks unusual. Um, Brooks, the dad's dad is a town. lawyer and he's an out, he's out of town. Um, so they're going to go inside and take a look. Meanwhile. Oh, you see the smokestacks in the background. That's yep. how they're telling you it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's supposed to just, Pittsburgh isn't like that anymore for those of you who aren't <laughs> from here. We don't have so dirty JJ air. JJ and Mrs. Holmesfeld and Hotch are pulling up. To meet Jeff Yates, who is like the in charge cop. Fun oh, fact: If you he's watch our real local detective, if you watch Chicago PD, he's Detective Hank Voigt. Ah, he's got a, a but type. He's much younger in this in Criminal Minds. Um, and Home he felt, does not believe felt. he does not believe that the girls are missing. Oh, and he's like she. Oh, he says the mom's got a he mental says that Polly's history. Mom has a history of mental problems like depression, and he heard that she's taking medication. So apparently, she's not reliable. Yeah, that's like saying she's on her period. Yeah, like no. Yeah, listen, you can't do that. Um, you can be depressed and not make shit up. They're yeah. not the same. No, they're not mutually exclusive. No, they're not. Um, so. The, he's kind of just like, I mean, I'll help however I can, but I just, like, don't know what, like, Ew. like what's going on here. And I just am not convinced that something's happening. Um, okay, so, so we can't track down Pete, Brooke's who is father. Brooke's father. But they've got Kelly's parents coming in. And yep. then it sounds like, I think Polly's dad is dead. No! Oh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were talking about Brooke's dad. I was no. like, no. I was about to be like, they just can't find him. No, Polly's dad is dead because he just said that Polly's mom, that's why she's depressed is her husband's dead. Oh. Okay. Um, so they're back at the house. There's no forced entry, no sign of a struggle. Um, there, so that means that, like, if someone did take the girls, which we know they did. Right. Um, he was able to kind of subdue them pretty quickly. Right. As we know, with a knife. 
and and a dog and a latch. No. A latch. <laughs> a latch. <laughs> That's not the word I meant to use. A latch. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking catching with a lasso. So I said latch, but okay. it's not a lasso either. No, it's certainly not. I don't know what it's like it is. Like a city lasso. <laughs> it's made of metal. It's urban lasso. <laughs> it's on a stick. Um. So. Gideon feels pretty strongly that anybody who abducted them would have had to have been watching them for a while. Um, so he looked out the window and looked across the street and he sees kind of like a vacant lot. So he seems to think that might be a good place to watch them from. Right. Back at the police station, all of the parents except for Pete Chambers is there. Yep. Um, and Brooke's dad, or not Brooke's dad, Kelly's dad, doesn't seem to buy that they're missing either. Like... He seems to dismiss it by saying that this is a football town and they play soccer. And so they're just mad that the people that the football players get all of the attention, which is which is fucking misogynistic. Like, fuck you. And Kelly's mom does not buy that. Yes. And he goes, I didn't see she's not as important. And she's like, you didn't have to. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, asshole. And like the mom's like, Kelly picks up on that. Like, she knows how you feel about it. And he's like, sorry, I'm sorry. And so he, like, walks the mom away. Yeah, you're a butt. Yeah, he is a butt. <laughs> um, All right. So we're now over at this, I guess it's not a vacant oh, it's lot. Like it's like a, a park. Parking lot. Parking lot? Yeah. That's not a park. I thought it was tennis oh, courts for a second. Me too. Um, so he, they're seeing a lot of cigarette butts in one particular area, yep, which means so that somebody was, like, hanging out there watching the house. Pick up the cigarette butts and check them for fingerprints and DNA, dudes. They are. Oh, they're sending. Yep. And of course, once Why again, they send they're them to Garcia? sending them to Garcia as if she's a crime lab. Yeah. <laughs> we need some butts rushed. <laughs> Reed literally just said that. We need some butts rushed right away. <laughs> bang, bang for now. What the hell? This is a great script. So the local cop is like, so you really think that like someone in our town is involved with this? And Gideon's like, it wouldn't be an outsider. Like this is... Yeah. Like, this kind of thing happens with people who know this, these right. girls. Right. Like, why would they take those Three girls? Three girls, yeah. Ooh. All right. Um, so, JJ's talking about... Talking to Hotch, and Hotch is like, don't you think this is weird that there are three girls missing and no one has even talked about canceling this football game? And JJ's like, it's... This is it's what a football. Town, like, this is what this town is like. Like, plus, right, they don't We're back believe, in the bunker. They don't believe they're missing. Yes. So, we're in the bunker. It's, they're they're complaining cold. About they're how hungry. They're hungry. And, and Kelly is being a real bitch. Kelly is such a bitch. I'm sorry. But Brooke has a fever and Polly is like holding her and is like, you are being terrible. Like, give her a break. And Kelly's just like, we have to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and like, their hair is their all hair, so just, say. just like half ponied as if they couldn't put their hair back right, up. Right. Like, it's like, OK, fine. You're disheveled. But like, take a moment and put your pony back together. Yeah, girl. man. All right. And Brooke is, Brooke is like, about it's sensory deprivation. And it's like, thank you for the, like, vocabulary lesson, Brooke. Yeah. Like, Just wait 10 years. Sensory yeah. deprivation will be all the rage. So like, Kelly, you'll be in on it. Yeah. It's like, they're all kind of reacting to it, like, very differently. Like, Kelly's just pissed off. And she just thinks that if she screams and yells, like, something is going to happen. Brooke is trying to be more logical about it and is kind of like, we're, we're where we are like this is why he's doing this like we have to just kind of like stay together and then Polly's just like in the corner being like you guys don't fight yeah and like, also Brooke also points out that they'll die down there if they right. don't make the choice and they're gonna be forced to make the choice because of how hungry they're gonna be because he's not yeah. giving them food and or they're water. cold so like they're gonna get like hypothermia and die right so 
Is he just pumping AC in there because the outside makes it look like it's not that cold? That is true. They're but not I guess wearing it's jackets. Like dark and like if it's underground, like it would be colder. Like your basement yeah. is usually colder. Yeah. Um. All so right, we're in someone's car asking if they were part of it. Yeah. I don't really. I think we so talked one of the some football players. Details. Yeah. Maybe a boyfriend. Yeah. Um. So Hotch is back at the um police. Uh, wherever that's called. The police station? <laughs> yes. <laughs> With Morgan. And they are kind of giving a profile. Mostly they're just kind of like running down what they know. To sell how big the sports are here, there's literally like a pennant for the North Mam and Blue Devils. Not Blue Devils, just Devils. Yeah. Sorry. Um, And so they think that the unsub has something planned for the night of the championship game because of the wording of the messages of they say like when they're going to be back when it lines up with the the night of the of the game um and just as they're doing that brooks dad pete walks in so he's back um so gideon points out that we have to assume they're alive because everything is pointing to them having time. Yes. And Brooke's dad's like, time for what? And they don't really say anything because I don't think they want to tell him. Um, so he's kind of like, what the hell's going on? And JJ's like, we're going to go talk. Like, we'll fill you in. Yeah. Um, All right. He's a predatory abductor. He's intelligent, yep. patient, and cautious. Yep. Um, and he, sh- he said, Reed says that like, it's very likely that he's watching them right now. Like he's paying attention to everything involved with this. Um, he's, and he would he prepared have prepared a, a nest. nest. I hate that he calls it a nest. Right. He says an under, or like a remote cabin, like an underground, a underground bunker as we see. Which we know it is. Yeah. He says it's like a very secure place designed to confine, um, and conceal, and his conceal them. And they're, and so one of the cops is like, well, should we be looking for it? And Reed's like, you would never find it. Like, it's very sophisticated. He's thought a lot about it. Um, and he's absolutely, like, put it somewhere you'd never find. Yeah. Like, like, he's planned it out. Like, this is not just, like, some hole in the ground that he found. Like, he put ew. this together specifically for what he wanted. Um, um, yeah. We're just getting some, like, green screen walkthrough shots. Yep. So they're saying they need to focus on people who would have had access to the girls so they're talking about like a teacher a coach someone in their lives who like knew what they were doing knew that they would be at this house without their parents there while everyone else was at this pep rally right so we need to get the footage from the pep rally and see who wasn't there so jj comes in and he says to she says to gideon that mr chambers just like took off and with like no explanation and giddy or garcia just came back with the name of a coach when co- she rushed the butts. Yeah, when she rushed when she rushed the butts. It's the soccer coach, Coach Haas. Creepy. Creepy. And so we cut to the soccer team and they're obviously very sad that their teammates have been taken. And yeah. Coach Haas is like, hey, they Whoa! Whoa! Mr. Chambers is whacking him with a tire iron. Yeah, he is beating the shit out of him. just tackled him and like leapt into the air yeah oh that's not a tiring it's a crowbar that's worse and so chambers is like struggling and he's going he's done this before he did this before in pittsburgh like so clearly he's a sex offender yeah and he got kicked out of the big city yep um and so hotch is pointing out that they're all turning on each other so because now we're back in the bunker and 
you know. I almost want to close my eyes. Brooke is just bubble. coughing in the corner. Polly's and just Polly's rubbing just like her head. Her hair. And the curlies, the curlies stick together. Yeah, and then Kelly's like in the corner, just like She's trying to find a way, way out. out. Like it's literally like just like yeah. cement blocks. Yeah. And Polly's like stroking Brooke's hair in a really weird way, and she's just like, "Hey, remember when you like scored all those goals? You're going to Penn State, bitch." And she's like, you're going to visit me? <laughs> and Polly's like, eh, eh. that's Brooke. Brooke is like, eh, eh. <laughs> and Kelly, being the bitch that she is, not this Kelly, TV Kelly, she's <laughs> like, you know, some of us are trying to actually get us out of here. And, and Polly's like, she's sick. And Kelly's like, she's sick. She's sick. I'm sick of letting, listening to you being Little Miss Perfect. Like, she is truly horrible. Like, she, she is. Such like, a horrible person. How have person. they not known that she's this awful right? as like, friends? Yeah. It's one of those things, I think, where it's like, you're friends, but, like, you know, Ew. they're kind of a bitch. But as long as they're nice to you, you let it slide. <laughs> and Brooke is like, she has a plan already. Yeah. You think she doesn't have a plan? And like, Polly's like, what? And she says she's just biding her time because I'm not sick enough yet. So Brooke, there's already division in the ranks. Like yeah. Brooke doesn't trust Kelly. Kelly's pissed or pissed yeah, off. Yeah, in trouble today. Pissed off at everybody, and they're just like they're they're falling apart here. All right, we see a garbage man get out of his garbage van. <laughs> and a he, garbage truck. <laughs> garbage truck. I know. And, and he, he goes into a dumpster. dumpster and he finds some shorts, which is no, the uniforms uniform. that the girls were wearing. He's like. Huh. That's weird. And he shows it to the driver and the driver's like just staring. So we're back at the interrogation room and Coach Haas is in there with Gideon. He's rubbing his shoulder. And he's like, like, I can't believe he went crazy like that. What the hell? And And he's like, do you mind if I smoke? And it's like, yes, you don't smoke inside, bro. And Gideon's like, oh, you smoke this very specific cigarette. Like we found 13 of those like outside of Brooke's house with your DNA on them. your DNA. When we rushed the butts. (laughs) And he's like, oh, that's a mistake. Somebody has made a mistake. Do you think that this man who plays the soccer coach looks like Jay Leno if Jay Leno had a less distinct chin? No. Okay. I don't at all. <laughs> well, um, so the garbage man called the cops to show them where he found the uniforms. It's and at a motel. It's at a motel. And, and the motel manager just came in and brought the guest registry. And they're going to start running the names through the computer. And he's like, there's a name in there with John Sherman. You're not going to find it anywhere. He stays here all the time and he pays me money to look the other way oh and he's like you don't and morgan's like you don't ask for id and he's like well i don't technically have to because i know who he is and i know his name is not sherman his name's peter chambers oh Brooke's dad. i remember this yeah. too wow. this is a b plot i have like, really chosen to put a lot of the sub details out of my mind well you're very episode. concentrated on the trauma yeah um i thought more of it took place in the bunker to be honest yeah so hotch is talking to brooke's dad and he's like Coach Haas is a fucking pedophile. Like, yeah, he's the guy you're looking for. And he's the only person that I know that could be capable of doing something like this. He's a sex offender. And they said his record is clean. Yeah. And he said six years ago, Don called from Pittsburgh and said that he'd been arrested for soliciting underage sex. And 
Peter Chambers is a lawyer, so he came in and helped him. Oh, and they, they played, played football, football together. together in high school. So it all comes back to the fucking football team in this town. Right. And he says, this is a one-time thing. The girl had a record. And he made sure that a sex offender could still work, work with, with the young kids. girls. And so obviously Peter is feeling a little bit of guilt about that. He's like, I put this guy I mean, yeah. in proximity with my daughter, which is like, yeah, wouldn't you think of that when you yeah. like agreed to help him? So the record was expunged six years ago. Um, Hotch is filling the local cops in on that. Um, and Gideon's like, he swears that he didn't put the cigarettes there and that he wasn't there. Um, and so Reed's yeah. like, well, that could be like an, that could be a mislead, like by yeah, the Yeah, it's unsub. a forensic countermeasure. So it could not be Haas. Yep. All right. Dorgan just comes in to talk about the soccer jerseys found in the motel. Motel. And he says that Peter Chambers has also been staying at that motel. So Hotch goes back in to talk to him. And he says the coach has an alibi. So he can't be the person that did it. And there's video of him somewhere else so they can prove it. He was obviously at the pep rally. The pep rally. Yep. And he's like, oh, my Um, God. And so he says, but you, on the other hand, said that you were in Philadelphia. But you weren't in Philadelphia, were you? And now he's like, are you accusing me? And they're like, well, we found he, your so- their soccer uniforms at the same motel where you were staying. Yeah, and so now Chambers has really changed his attitude. Yep, because Hotch is like, were you in Philadelphia? And he says, no. And he, he says, says where, where were you? you? Truth's coming out. I was at the Saginaw Motel. And he said, what, what were, you, were doing you doing there? there? This man's got a secret he does yes. not. He says, I meet a friend there once a yep. month. Who could it be? What else do you do at a motel? He's more than a friend. This man uh, is gay. He. And he says, this is a small town with These small, are small town, town people. people. They're not very accepting. And he's Some like, things I just don't understand. Yep. 2006, man. Yeah. and Not Hotch, that it's come a long way in small towns, but and you Hotch know, is like, a little bit. What's his name? Like, clear, like, Hodge is like, you can just, he doesn't care. He's like, but yeah. I just need to know what his name is. Oh, he's married. Yeah, and he has, and has two, two boys. little boys, and they hook up in so a motel. So obviously, it's a messy situation. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So so they're back in the office of the head detective. Yes, and Gordian is like, "This Gordian. is a forensic countermeasure." Yep. It's not these two dudes. Yep. Um, and so JJ's pointing out that the fact that he tried to implicate Haas and Chambers indicates that they are important to him like they have right. something to do with this like it's right. not random he wants them to get in trouble too yep all right so we're bringing in all the parents we're bringing in all the people implicated yep we are gonna talk this through yep and try to get to the bottom of it and find this bunker yeah gotta find the bunker gotta find the now bunker. gideon and hotch are just staring at each other and gideon is says to hotch like he's ahead of us like he has been all along like and oh. Gideon says that he's got a bad feeling about this one. And, and so, so does Hotch. Hotch. All right, back in the bunker. Polly. Back in the bunker. <laughs> Not Polly. Brooke. Brooke is, like, sad Sleeping. in the corner. And Kelly's like, she's dying already. And Polly's like, like, you don't what are know you talking that. about? She has a cough. Yeah, like, literally, she's in the corner like she's got typhoid. Like, <laughs> and Kelly goes, face facts. She's dying. And she's like, she, oh like, but we don't have to. And... And Kelly's like, listen, we didn't make her sick. Like, it's not our fault that she's the weakest link, essentially. And Polly's like, no, like, this is insane. Like, this guy is a twisted psycho. He wants us to be fighting with each other. Like, stop. And they're just... They're just screaming at each other. 
which is valid. They're locked in a bunker being told to kill each other. <laughs> Kelly doesn't have to be the one who says we do kill each other, but she's trying to. I think that they're all just like starting to come to grips with the reality of their situation. Which is and like so for example like polly was like my mom would be all alone like if something happened yeah. to me and kelly's like yeah all alone <laughs> yeah and polly's but like there's Brooke's no dad would be alone yeah and so kelly has now talked polly in to killing brooke because polly's like she's gonna die anyway right and kelly's like yeah totally <laughs> yeah she's she's got an incurable disease over there of a cough and they kelly turns and she's ready she says, hey, mister. We made our and choice. We made our choice. Oh, my God. Paul. Also, how passed out in the back is Brooke? Hinge squeaks. Down. He throws down comes. two. Hammers. Hammers. Two hammers. This is and the like, point oh, where shit. I really lost my mind in the original I think watching. At this point, too, like, okay, they clearly hadn't thought through, like, when they say, yes, we will kill her, like, what that actually means and no, that, like, what they're going to have to do. didn't say that they would kill her. That's he just true. said, you just have to, two of you will leave alive, right. one of you will be dead. And so they're like, oh shit, we have to do it? With hammers. <laughs> Good God. It's so ridiculous. It is. Um, okay, so <sighs> Hotch is now talking to all the parents and he's like, this unsub is someone that you all know. And he is someone that perceives the fact that you guys wronged him in some way. Right. Whether or not you think about it that way is kind of here like here nor there like he thinks that you wronged him oh my gosh Gil, and kelly's Gil, dad jack off dad kelly's dad it's like no wonder kelly's a bitch her dad's an asshole like he keeps talking about how yeah. polly's on medication polly's mom's on medication <laughs> and she's like fuck you man which yeah. oh yes <laughs> okay okay so the unsub has opened the oh bunker <laughs> and out comes polly and she has a blanket on and blood on her face oh my God, I hate and it. then a second person whose face we cannot see also has a blanket on and they're coming out of the bunker and I'm it's so it's disturbed slow violin music as they walk slowly this music will get reused over and over in this show and it always just makes me think of this episode so cut back to the parents and they're all like coming after each other so they're all blaming each other they're all you know just totally like you know it's Haas's fault because he's a pedophile it's chambers fault because he wasn't paying attention to his kid meanwhile kelly and her compatriot we don't know which girl it is that's not kelly that's polly and one of the other it's ones polly is walking behind her but there it's very clear that like they're not showing the second one's face but right. we're led to believe it's kelly because they had agreed to kill Brooke. right so he's putting them in a backseat of a car you knew he was a deviant. Now, I, I'm just going to play the devil's advocate for Gil. Yeah. Not Gil, but um, Coach Haas. Yeah. He um he might not have known that that... Pro- like, he solicited a prostitute. Sure. That's a crime. He might not have known she was underage. So, yeah. I don't so, know. Also, Depends on what her age was. I don't know. Kelly's mom just was like, we know about you, Pete. We know what you do in that motel. It's like, oh my God. Like, yeah, shut up. Shut up. I'm so sorry for people with my name. So the unsub is driving the girls. Back to North Miami. And Polly just, just has blood all over her face and she has not made any effort to wipe it off. Well, and she's so traumatized. Kelly's mom is like, I blame myself for ever letting my child hang out with you guys, like your kids. They're bad seeds and they're of low breeding. <laughs> and Gosh, Polly's Kelly's mom finally stands worst. up. They really are. And JJ breaks in and she's like, what the fuck is the matter with you guys? Yeah. And she's like, you are falling into his trap. This is literally what he wants. And you're just letting him do it. Yep. 
JJ is such a star in this episode. She is. And she's like, your daughters are best friends and you've all known each other forever. Like put your differences aside. Yeah. Stop blaming Be each cool. other and like help each other out and help us find your kids. Like what the fuck? So the girls are getting the unsub is getting them out of the back seat, and he's like, just like they're, he's like walking alongside yeah, them. Yeah, like he has his hand on their somewhere. shoulders. He takes he opens her hand, her hand, and gives her a cell phone, and I think he's dialing he turns it on, and she just looks at him, she, and then he walks away. So he's driven them somewhere. And we know that Garcia was watching the phone. So whatever just happened, yep. Garcia is going to be like, oh, okay. oh right. It's, she's going to realize that it turned on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Polly's doing her best Gideon stare right now. Like her trauma is high. And yeah. She's she just, deserves the stare. She's just staring. Unlike Gideon, she deserves the stare. She she's does. She's earned that stare. <laughs> she has. She's literally seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So now everybody's just awkward <laughs> talking to the parents. And Hotch is like, all right, now that we've regrouped, (laughs) let's let's... all talk about what you guys have in common in your past. Because this guy knows you and he knows your secrets. He also says he's going to split them up. Yep. Which clearly we need to do because they're not getting anywhere together. Yep. And so the phone just rang and he's like, hey, it's Garcia. And so Garcia calls their cell phone every other time. I know. Why'd she call the police station? So she says, I've got a trace and a location in downtown North Mammon like right outside the police station so they all get up and run out they and do. they're looking around with urgency my... unlike with when they the were looking for elevating all right this is Gideon my favorite just part dramatically staring <gasps> and down the alleyway Gideon looks and <laughs> <laughs> the two of them are walking so slowly down this alleyway and, and they're they... covered in blankets hodge says keep the parents away there's only two of them and jj's like it's okay like and we're with the fbi are you all right and he talks she talks to polly and she's like polly are you hurt because she sees blood polly doesn't say anything and then it's we not see her blood it's brooke, brooke not kelly and brooke says it's not her blood and gideon said where's kelly seymour and they don't answer so they turned on kelly because she's a bitch <laughs> hate it so much all right right. polly's in the room and she's just like shaking poor thing they're they're feeding her they're giving her water they cleaned her up yeah she's got a new blanket and hotch is like polly do you know who did this to you and she's just she's just staring yep and gideon's like whatever happened now he's talking to brooke and he's like whatever happened you're very brave you're very brave like it's okay like not many people would be able to like live through something like that and face it and make it out to the other side. Make it out of that bunker. Which we absolutely know because Elle literally just left the series because of it. Yeah. <laughs> True. And Brooke is like, Polly didn't do anything. It's not her fault. So JJ comes out to the parents and she's like, nothing has happened yet. Like, we're working on finding Kelly. And Kelly's dad is like, when you said something about what we all have in common, something struck me. Um, Don, Pete, and Haas and I, like, we all played football together. We, we were did. all on the champ- the last championship, the championship team. game. Yep. So she walks over, and there's a perfectly placed picture of them on the wall. From the last time they won the, the last champs. last time they won. Um, and so Hotch is like, Polly, do you know where Kelly is? And she doesn't say anything. So JJ brings in the picture. Yep. And she goes, Hotch, do you mind if I step in? And JJ... Does her first, this is her first time really kind of intervening in solving a case. Yeah, totally. 
and she gets she just gets on Polly's level. Like she just again does what she does best. She grew up in East Allegheny, so yep. North Mammon is not where JJ is from. Yeah, but nearby. She got a scholarship to Pittsburgh, not Pitt. Pittsburgh, <laughs> and she says it was pretty good school, but it's not exactly Penn State, which is how we know it's not Pitt. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because Pitt is better than Penn State. Okay. It's just a made-up school that she went to. Okay. Pittsburgh. Okay. I've got to say it. And so JJ's just like, hey, like, going to college, like, it's taken me really far. Like, I've gotten all the way to Quantico, and it's gotten me, it got me out of my little town, and, um. And your mom was yeah. a badass. Your mom came like, all the way to get me in Quantico, and, like, she would not leave until we came with her, like. And no matter what happened, you. this will all be a memory. Yep. What a horrible, horrible memory. Yeah. And Polly starts crying. crying. And you, but you'll always have a mother that loves you that much. Yep. So true. So true. Polly, your mom's a badass. Yeah. And Polly lo- finally makes eye contact yep. with JJ. So she's like, all right, I'm coming back through. around. And she says, I want to show you a photograph. So it's going to be our football team. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the picture, the men in the picture, tell me if you see the man who did this to you. And she's like, oh, shit. Okay. She starts to cry a little yep, bit. But, she, but nods. she says, okay. And so JJ pulls out the photo. And here we go. Here we go. Come on, Polly. You can do it. Come Whoa. on, Polly. You got this, girl. You got this, Pauls. You got this, Pauls. And she's all right, like, so all right, cut we to come Brooke. back to Brooke. And she's like, we were so hungry. It's like, yeah, girl, same. So thirsty. So thirsty. Same. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> this popcorn, if you'd like a bite. And she's All right. Like, okay, so we're flashing back to it. And Polly is, like, saying to Kelly, she's like, she, he wants us to do it? Like, never mind. I cannot do this. Like, yeah, I, cannot I cannot murder my friend. And Kelly's like, we have to. It's like those soccer players <laughs> who crashed in the Andes who ate each other. And she's like, they different, had to do it. Different scenario, totally different in my scenario. opinion. Oh, and then you see the splat and you just see and, like Kelly's, Kelly's face just, eyes. Yeah. And they're doing that effect from the early 2000s where everything is grayscale except for the red blood. Yeah. And Brooke was like, now she's crying. She's, crying. And she's like, I'm, uh... clearly she feels very bad about what she did. And Polly's in shock. Like Polly's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's horrible. So clearly Brooke is the one that just like made the decision to do it. And Gideon's like, you killed her. And Brooke's like, I didn't have any choice. And Reed is in the background like, this is terrible. They had already decided to kill me. Yeah, so she was like, they had already decided to turn on me. It's not Polly's fault, but I had to do it because, like... It was him. Yeah. He He said said we we had had to choose. choose. Um, And Gideon's like, yeah, who was it? And she's like, I don't know. I never saw him. What? You didn't see his face as he escorted you out of that car? Yeah, good point. But we saw Polly look right up at him. Yeah. So we know. And Polly says to JJ, he made us choose. And she says, who did? And And Polly looks at the photo. And she points to a curly haired guy. Number 12. Who looks an awful lot like someone we saw before. Morgan has a flashback to the garbage man. And he says, Hotch, that's the guy that found the soccer jerseys. That's the garbage man. It's the garbage man. It's apt. He is man. a garbage man. <laughs> His name is Marcus Younger. 
Paul 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 him, and he was the star of their football team, but he blew his knee out in the first quarter, lost lost his Fulbright Fulbright scholarship. scholarship. Again, not an athletic scholarship. What is happening? Do they not know? (laughs) So their tires screeching, they're running to go get him. Dorian's going to be the first one through, because he always is. Kicks that door yeah, they... they everybody's they're running. They're pointing their guns everybody's e- running. anywhere. They just right, raise so them, surprise, them surprise, he's not there. It's clear. There's, <laughs> there's a storm, storm cellar, cellar outside. outside. Oh, do you remember this? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Anything in the bunker, I remember. So they go down into the bunker, and there's a little door. <laughs> Teeny little door. Teeny little door. And Morgan's going to crawl Morgan's in there. Morgan's going in. He says, and he's Don't just move. sitting in there so creepily. Like the Joker in the like new Batman. Just in the corner, just behind Kelly's body, just like with a smile on his face. What a fucker. And Morgan's like, we're the FBI. And he just smiles. He's like just he's, staring at her. Yep. Now he looks at Gideon. And he goes, says, I, I never, never touched, touched her. her. Which and, is true. And Morgan's like, you're still a fucker, man. Yeah. He's like, I never hurt them. I didn't even come into the room. They did this. Broken Polly. So much at this point when I first watched this, I wanted Kelly to still have a pulse. When they got I did there. too. I thought that they were going to get there and that it was going to be like, oh, just kidding. She's actually alive. Because um, like, I mean, TBH, Brooke didn't hit her that hard. True. So what the unsub is giving his little speech explaining why he did it. And he's like, I just showed them who they truly are. Like I put, you know, you put people in certain situations and you watch them turn on each other. Just, just like, like my I team got did. Hurt. So he, and like the co- local cop like is just like, really? Like you fucking idiot. Like you took my life. He's like, you took my position. You took and my now life. I'm a garbage and man. Then and then you forgot about me. It's like, oh my God, dude. And, and Morgan's like, I'm going to ask you again, get up. And so he does. Yep. You're right. I so thought that they were going to take her pulse and she was actually going to be alive. She's that would have made it less awful. Yeah. But that would have less impact. Ew. And he says, now you have to clean up after me. Oh, my God. And yeah. Get I, him out of there. Ugh. You got to walk through your tiny door again. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like such a little tiny door. It's like everybody kneel down and crawl through the door. Yeah. What a weird storm. And cellar. Gideon is now alone in the bunker with dead Kelly. And he just, like, kneels down and stares at her. <laughs> oh. She's just, like, face down in the bunker. Bye. And now we're back on the jet. It's oh. over now. Do you feel better? No. <laughs> All right. So everybody's sleeping except JJ and Income Hotch? Hotch. And he's like, oh, you can't sleep, huh? It's like, how like, do no. any of you sleep after that? <laughs> yeah. I might not sleep tonight. And she's like, I just remember, like, that pressure of growing up in a small town and just, you know, feeling like you had to win and it being so important to get out and get a scholarship. And, and she, she was like, yeah, it's the only way I could go to college yep. was to get a scholarship, which is even truer now than it was 13 years ago when it's yep. premiered. And Hotch is like, you did a really great job this last couple of days, which is like the first time that she gets any kind of praise yeah. for anything. She says, it's nice to be noticed. And he says, yeah, we usually don't, do we? Which and is obviously like, a callback to Elle to, that, like, nobody noticed that she right. was having issues. And Hotch is like, have you ever considered becoming a profiler? And she's like, no, I like my job. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, JJ. You tell yourself that. But she says that she likes what she does because she gets to be the voice, you know, for the victims and for their families. And, and the person that they very, can call. She is good at it. 
But she also obviously has skills as a profiler. Like, she's good. And Hotch goes, I thought everyone wanted to be a profiler. Ha ha. And then she gets a new stack of papers and he goes, what's that? And she's like, more cases. Because she's the one that decides where they go at this point. Like, she, the cases get submitted to her. She goes through all of them and then she prioritizes which ones they need to focus yeah. on. Which is a lot of pressure. For it somebody is. because for every they make this point later at some point but like for you know for every case that she chooses for them to take she has to let you know however else go unattended yeah. yeah so she is kind of playing a game of life and death yeah oh jj and now she just stares beautiful queen she kind of looks like she's considering what her and hotch just yeah, talked she about she does and now we fade to black the end Where's the remote? i don't know I lost it again. It was between my legs. Well, then <laughs> I'm sorry. Not. I don't know how you lost it. Honestly. Well, whew, it's all over. right. So how do you feel? Tell us. I feel tense. <laughs> um. Would you like to give us a more of an explanation as to really what it is that gets you? All right. Here is what it is. Yeah. And somehow Kelsey can never remember this. She always thinks that I think it's because they're in a bunker and they're confined. Yeah, I always think it's just because they're in a box. But That's it is not more it. than that. It is that they were forced to do something so awful. Yeah. and not To save ju- their lives. Yeah. To do the thing. I will compare it to if any of you have ever watched the first episode of Black Mirror. Have you ever watched no. it? Okay. In that episode, they set up this plot and this scenario where the bad guy wants the prime minister to have sexual relations with a pig on TV to save the princess. Okay. You've definitely told this to me before. I do remember you telling me this. And ultimately, in the end, he does it. Okay. Because the circumstances were so awful yeah. that he couldn't avoid doing that horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's that where all your choice is taken away mm-hmm. and you have to do this horrible thing to save yourself. I mean, Awful. I get it. I do. I get why that's terrible, I guess. Why I don't understand why it triggers you so much is I just don't feel like it comes up that often. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. Like, it's not like kid murderers or no, home invasions. Like, that happens which all the time. scare me in their own way. But for something, it's like watching it on TV. I don't know. It's not that I'm worried that's going to happen to me. <laughs> I, gonna, I guess that was going to be my next question. Where like suddenly like, like you- I have to turn on someone. Um, because as we know, <laughs> what do we know? When I would be in a situation like the soccer players in the Andes, I would oh. eat someone to survive. Oh, right. We have talked about that before. Um, but I wouldn't kill them first. <laughs> <laughs> they'd have to you die. You eat them live? <laughs> you would just, they'd wake up and you'd be nibbling on their arm? I would take some bath salts and go after their face. Just go full zombie? <laughs> like, oh my god. No. no. You would wait for them to die. I would wait for them causes. to die. Okay. Now, Cassie, can I share what we've discussed about <laughs> this before? Sure. As a couple, we made a deal with each other that if we're in that scenario, we have given each other permission to eat each like other. I would just like to say, just point out that Cassie just looked at Kelly like that is not what they agreed to at all. <laughs> like- it is. You said I could eat you. <laughs> Yes, she nodded, and I gave her permission to. <laughs> Do eat I need to me. go home and have make sure that I have this conversation with Stephen? Maybe to be like, would you let me eat you? <laughs> yeah, if it comes to this, <laughs> if it comes to this, can I 
Take a bite out of your life. <laughs> you know, they tell you that you have to talk about a lot of things before you marry somebody. But what they don't tell you is that you have to make an agreement about whether or not you would eat each other if necessary. <laughs> that one doesn't get brought up enough. No, it doesn't. Um, so, like, I, I don't think it's that I have difficulty with doing something like that. Yeah, so then I guess that's my question. I mean, then, because you I wouldn't said, kill someone though. Okay, so that the killing aspect is what really hangs you up, because like you said, you would eat somebody if they died natural causes, right? But you wouldn't kill them in order to do it, correct? So it's the actual act of taking someone's life yes. against your will that you just yes. cannot. Just something fathom. so, so, so awful. Okay. I mean, um, I definitely wouldn't be great. I wouldn't enjoy being in that situation. It would be terrible. Mm-hmm. But. I, I think I'd also be afraid like that. that someone would turn on me first. I'm worried mm. I would be Kelly. You're the true Kelly in that situation. <laughs> I'm worried I would be like, you know what? I've seen this episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> We've got to pick someone now. I also would like to point out that I I might be misremembering this, but I think I remember that when we first talked about this episode, when we first watched it, when we started watching it, you know, at the same time, mm-hmm. did we or did we not say out of the three of us, you, me, and Molly... Which one of us would turn and murder someone else? And I'm pretty sure we said Molly. Molly would kill us? I think so. One of us. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Molly was like, yeah. Like- yeah, I think she would too. <laughs> but now knowing that, are we the Polly and the Brooke? Would we kill her first? I don't want to uh- decide it. I'm- I wouldn't. <laughs> too real. Another thing that makes it sad is that they were literally seconds away from figuring out who it was too and being able to get there to save all three of them yes like dad had literally just been like well it's this guy and that's also why i every time i watch it there's a part of me that thinks that they're you know when gideon bends down at the end he's Mm going to take her pulse and that she's actually going to be alive because it is very rare on criminal minds for the last victim to not mate for them to not right. save them right like usually you know they get called in because a couple of people have died but by the time they get to the last one they they come and they save them it's very rare that they don't succeed now but in this situation there was no first victim exactly that was his only technical kill yeah um I guess what I do like about it, though, is, like, his whole thing at the end where he's, like, I never touched them. I was never in the room with them. Right. I never did anything. He like, that's this fucked up. so much, yeah. too. Um, so, like, from a writing standpoint, like, it's good. It is. It is. Um, I would also say, because she doesn't live in the end, like, television, especially television at this level. Now, I'm not going to say Criminal Minds is a trash TV show, <laughs> but at a level where you're on CBS, yeah. you're just, like, a crime drama you're not winning Emmys. You're not winning Golden Globes. Mm-hmm, you're not trying mm-hmm. to like catch big bait with your like casting. Mm-hmm. You don't need to subvert the storyline, the sure. tri- the typical storyline, and give us the happy ending. Right. Like you can give us the happy ending, and it's fine, mm-hmm. which we usually get nine times out right. of ten on this show. But this one time that we don't, where they're yeah. like, "You They're thought she was going to be late. alive. He takes yep. her pulse. We show you that." But subversion of yeah. the usual television yeah. storytelling. They can't be the heroes in that situation. They didn't yeah. get there in time. They didn't. Yeah. But I will say, even though that's kind of my trigger, <laughs> I don't know that there's another episode in the whole series like that. There definitely. I don't think that there is. Um, yeah. Not. Is, oh, no. 
doesn't the episode that Jason and Alexander's in? Does it, um, I don't think yeah. he makes them choose, but it's, it's still it kind of a, like the mastermind. It thing. has a similar kind of feel to it, and it has does. a similar kind of like here's this choice, like what are you going to do? You're put into this like terrible situation. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, it's like this whole like what the Saw movies are based right, on, like right. just this like person sitting, for some reason, watching, letting his lab rats play. Yeah, for some reason, I feel like there are other episodes like that. I just can't think of them right off the top of my head. I feel like they would really stick with me. Um, but there's nothing quite to this level. This right. one, this one definitely, it's, it's its own beast. It's very memorable and it has its thing. But I do just also have to tell this story <laughs> that is after. Kelly watched this episode for the first time and she came into work the next day and she told me how much it just like fucked with her head and it just like really freaked her out or whatever. I went through this phase where I have a blanket at my desk (laughs) (laughs) and I would put it over my head the way that Polly has it over her head when she comes walking down the alleyway and I would just like come around the corner of her cube (laughs) with like a dead stare on my face (laughs) and just like slowly and just like slowly like walk towards her and it freaks her out every time and it's so funny. She started doing it again in (laughs) anticipation of this episode. (laughs) It's so funny. It really does get her. It's it does. Like, it's so funny. This episode, I don't love it. No, I don't know. It's good. It's good, it. but I wouldn't. I don't think that I would put it on my top five. Maybe I'll change my mind, but you would. You would do it. Just I would do it with just me. because I think it's entertaining. From watch, I'm so happy to have finally been able to watch it alongside you and get like, I literally a live look at how you felt react. Uncomfortable. You, yeah, she was tense. She didn't love it. No, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> Ugh. It is there. Yeah, there's definitely a creepy. And I guess there is like a home invasion aspect to that. He comes into the house. To yeah, get he does. When he lassos them. <laughs> when he urban lassos them he with does. a dog catcher. Thingy. Yeah, I we have got to find out what that's called. A noose, not a noose. No, but like a like a like an urban noose. <laughs> <laughs> because dog. you don't. It, it is what they use to get gators. Yes, right? You're absolutely right. They would like. It has to have a name. They, I can picture it like from watching the aquarium or the zoo. Yeah. Like, oh, well. They put it and then you can tighten it. It's, What'd you find? It, I, I literally Googled <laughs> dog catching pole. <laughs> and I think it's called a catch pole. Oh. It says, what is a catch pole? Um, and you long can, wooden like, pole whoop. with a noose on one end. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's called a catch pole. Interesting. An all animal control pole. It looks like you could call it control pole. <laughs> animal control pole. Dog catching pole. I think it's interesting that that's what he uses to kidnap them. Yeah, it's very odd. That's a strange choice. Because it's also like he could I mean, she didn't see him coming. He could have just like come up behind her. Like he didn't right. need to use that. It was very weird. But I guess it was thought out and that his hand, he didn't touch them. Like, well, his he hands touched, weren't on her. He had the other, Kelly had, he had his knife to her throat. Right, but was his hand on her? Well, he had to have been holding her, I feel like. He had the noose. <laughs> the catch pole. The catch pole. <laughs> um, yeah. What a, what a thrilling episode. Of yeah. <sighs> well... <sighs> I need to watch some comedy. I was going to say, good thing that Shit's Creek is cute. Yeah, up on your Shit's Netflix, Creek came on Netflix. up. Netflix was like, you it's just like, watched two episodes of Criminal Minds. You probably want to watch Literally, it's the first three thing. Actually, the first four things. She has Shit's Creek, Parks and Rec, Great British Baking Show, and Queer Eye. Yeah. Four feel good television shows. Yeah. 
ready for you to watch. And then the one before Schitt's Creek that I can see is Mindhunter. <laughs> yeah. I was telling Cassie that I kind of wanted to watch Mindhunter today, and I now don't I don't. I think you can. I don't want to watch it. Can. No, go. I want to dig into Shit's Creek. I want to get in some shit. I want to roll in some shit. Roll in shit. You, um, yeah, you got to go lighthearted for the rest of the evening. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're going to have nightmares. Absolutely. So, anyway, thanks for being with us, guys, for this very special <laughs> episode. <laughs> I will also say that this, we were watching this. We're also big fans of Handmaid's Tale, Cassie and I. Kelsey does not watch it. Nope. But Handmaid's Tale elicits periodically it elicits a similar feeling of tension and at this time when i was watching season two we were also watching a season of handmaid's tale and so i would get these freaky dreams that were half handmaid's tale half criminal minds <laughs> yeah, I remember that. so it would be like this dystopia where like women have nothing but also like <laughs> i'm running away from a murderer which is kind of all handmaid's tale but it was just a it was a tough time in my mental <laughs> space yeah so make sure you watch them Shit's Creek and then you'll have really weird like episodes or dreams about Shit's Creek where everybody's like going to murder each other. Right. It's a small town. Yeah. Who, exactly. who, of which of the townies would have a secret bunker? Bob. Bob. Absolutely yeah. Bob. Yeah. Absolutely Bob. Tell us or what Ray. you think. Or Ray. Ray. I think it's Bob. Bob or Ray. I think. Maybe Ray. Yeah. I think Ray is too obviously like weird. Yeah. But Bob is also obviously weird. Yeah. Well, if you watch Shit's Creek 2, <laughs> tell us who you think of the townies as a secret bunker. Yes. With a girls fun, in it. A fun crossover event. <laughs> yeah. Shit's Creek and Criminal Minds. <laughs> um, but you Bob can let us know Bob has a stressor. That. His wife clearly doesn't love him. When? When? Sure. I think she does. No, she doesn't. He's always talking about how she like changes this the locks. This is not a Shit's Creek podcast. <sighs> um... But anyway, you can let us know who you think would be the one with the bunker uh, on Instagram right. at the Unknown Subject Podcast. Right. Or you could let us know on Twitter at Unknown Sub Pod. Yes, you remembered. I did it. <laughs> uh, only like 20 something episodes in. Oh, yeah. This almost is 20. 30. This is 29. Yeah. Almost 30 episodes. Yeah. That's crazy. 30 full episodes. Wow. We're. We're past oh, yeah, 30 the, in terms with of... With the bonus. With bonus, right, but... I guess mm. we're coming... We're going to have to start thinking about what our next bonus episode is. I know. Fun stuff. We're approaching the halfway. We are. Um, but yeah, thanks, guys. <sighs> yeah, take a deep keep, breath for me. Keep everybody... Let's just take one collective deep breath in and out. <sighs> that was my yes. Ujjayi breath, if you guys do yoga. Ooh, yes. I watched it on, I watched it on TV for like Let's one just summer. all remember... That we are not in a bunker. We're not in North Mammon because no it's one, not real. No one has given us a hammer mm. and we are free to live our lives yeah. as we choose. We are. So hopefully no one's watching me from across the street. Take solace in that. And on that note, <laughs> thanks for being here, guys. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. We'll uh, catch you next time. And as they say, when they catch the unsub, <gasps> it's, it's over. over.